Turn with me to Matthew 11, beginning in verse 16 through 19, and then skipping ahead to 25 through 30. But to what will I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and you have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be his inspired word for us today. I'm going to get to the... I'm going to whip away the fluff and get right to the point of this. This text is one of the one of the great examples and it it, it doesn't I, you don't really hear it so well in the reading but this text is an example of Jesus chapped off Jesus is very frustrated in this text recorded in Matthew I imagine Matthew wanted to record this very frustrated speech from Jesus because Matthew was probably frustrated with his church <laughs> But in this text, we hear Jesus, who had just, if, if we went a few verses before, had just gotten some of John's disciples came, and John sent them from prison to ask Jesus, are you the right guy? Are you the one we should be waiting, for, we should be following, or is there someone else? And I think that's what started Jesus' frustration is because John, you know, John should know better. And here, and quite frankly, I'm sympathetic with John in this, i got to say. The guy was arrested and thrown in prison, and eventually he gets executed. So, you know, John, when he baptized who he thought was the Messiah, I think he was expecting holy armies to come and vanquish Rome and return the Hebrew people to their greatness and establish a new throne. And instead, John finds himself in prison hearing about all these poor people, all these tax collectors, all these prostitutes flocking to Jesus, getting healed... And the Pharisees getting in arguments with Jesus and Jesus having to run for his life from town to town because everyone's out to get him. And I bet John sitting there in prison is going, what on earth is this about? And so he has some doubts. He has some concerns. 
And he's not seeing what he expected to see. And so he sends word to Jesus. Are you the right guy? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus says, go tell John what you see. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk again. What, what more do you need? And then Jesus' frustration spills over into the, into the world. What? What can I say about this generation I find myself in? I have played the joyous song when you should be dancing and you just sit there. I have played a dirge and we should be crying and mourning, but we just sit there. Everything goes on the way it always has. What do we got to do to get some attention? What do we got to do for you to realize how close and near the kingdom has come? What do we got to do around here to make an impact? Do I need to die on a cross to get some attention? I can hear Jesus' frustration because he's brought this, this message of life. What, what Jesus thinks is so clearly the truth. We have been floundering around doing things that God couldn't care less about when really all God wants is your affection and love. And all God wants to do is give you God's affection and love. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Love God. It's, it's like that, folks. And Jesus ripping His hair out because no one seems interested i gotta tell you as as a pastor of a of a church in a world that is struggling to even to to be a a world of where faith is a thing in a world where people are rejecting faith right and left who are throwing out jesus because some of Jesus' followers are hateful, mean people. Throwing out Jesus because some of Jesus' followers tend to argue about the dumb little things. Throwing out Jesus because some of Jesus' followers have taken money from people who needed it and it, only to fill their own coffers. Throwing out Jesus because some of Jesus' followers have excluded and, and left out and marginalized. Throwing out Jesus because so often some of our followers just have not lived out what Jesus taught. I'm sure you share that same frustration as we think, my gosh, I don't know why this place isn't packed full. I know why it's not today. <laughs> but, but I don't know why this place is not packed out with this incredibly, incredible grace-filled Jesus that gets talked about, who talks about how we can make a better world together. What's not to like? What's not to like? And we get to do it together in community. I think Jesus is frustrated and quite frankly... I hope you're frustrated too. 
I hope you look around this world and go, why aren't you listening to these things? Because here's what, here's what Jesus ultimately comes back around to, to offering. And the, and the nutshell of the message Jesus wants to, to offer the world to us is, it's as simple as this. You're lugging around a bunch of crud you don't need. Trade it in. Dump that off your back and take what I'm offering you. Because what I'm offering you is a light load. What I'm offering you is not a burden at all. If you learn from me and take my yoke upon you, your burdens will be lessened and the world will be transformed. And I guess my prayer is, I hope, I, I, I hope we feel this sense of urgency. I, I get so, I don't, know, I don't know what I get. I get sad is really what I get. I get so sad when I'm looking around and it's, it's, there is constant rejection of the teachings of Jesus because of some of the things that happen, because of some of the things people need to reject that really aren't in there anyway, <laughs> that really are not a part of what Jesus talks about anyway. And I'm thinking of, you know, the, the, there's a new kind of evangelical atheism that says that religion is causing so much harm. And quite frankly, I agree with most of what they're saying, except that my contention is that we're just not living out what Jesus taught. Things would be different if we did. And I guess I want to pass on this sense of urgency because, quite frankly, this the burden the world is carrying around is heavy. Outside these walls, people are hurt, are weary, are run down, are haggard, are lost and dazed and confused and desperate and dying to hear a word of hope and they're not hearing it. And sometimes what they think is hope turns out to be no hope at all. Turns out to be no hope at all. Turns out to be exploitation or just being made fun of. We have a, an urgency to take the yoke of Christ and try and bring it out into this heavily burdened world around us. And, you know, this is the part where I should put in there how we do that. <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure. Short of making sure that we are living into the teachings of Christ and living out that kingdom of God that Jesus came for, lived for, and died for. And it's okay to doubt. It's okay to wonder, is this the one? But hear Jesus and look around and see. The blind see. The deaf hear. The mute speak. And the lame walk. We have a story to tell. And I pray we can figure out how best. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, as we 
hear this word of frustration coming from you, I, I pray that we capture a bit of that frustration ourselves, but that it inspires us to be even more grounded in who you are and, and the things you taught us. May we take them seriously and live them out and let them transform our lives in a way that is compelling and in a way that invites a hurt and broken world to find new life in you. We thank you that we can trade our heavy burdens for your yoke that is light. Help us to have the courage to do just that. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.